Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music. For all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com/newsadfree. That's amazon.com/newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV podcast, uh, which is everything in his power to make the corpse, um, and he succeeded, um, right yes, we are here, I am Paul Mitchell, uh, I'm joined by the aforementioned, the wonderful James Sutton, I'm joined by the wonderful George Stevens, and the wonderful John Machin as well, I don't want to give anyone higher billing, um, because they, they are absolutely exceptional people exceptional human beings um yes let's dive straight into it is the international break which is a blessed relief for some um we're gonna do the podcast this week it's gonna be about like so far so good with that nice inflection on the end which implies that it's a, it's a little bit of a question um in the modern vernacular um we are going to be talking about the things that have gone well the things that have gone not so well and uh, how liverpool cope and then looking ahead to the rest of the season because basically this is it once we get through with this it's just nothing but get two games a week until we all we all either survive or liverpool win the league um the kickoff questions this week, we've got two. The first one comes from LFC Chuck76, who says, What holidays do you wish were a thing? As in, what do you wish got its own day and day off status? Can be for anything or one. So, like, it could be like a person's birthday, it could be like Ken Dodd Day, um, for example, Doddy Day. Um, uh, it could be, yeah, it could be a, a whole host of things. I'm going to throw into the ring, like, I, I think if you're wins a major honour then it should be declared a, a, a local holiday and everyone should be allowed off work because everyone's taking it off anyway and no one's paying attention to what's going on if they have to go into work so like you know parade day should be should be a a, a, a local if not a national holiday national if it's a European trophy local if it's a domestic trophy and there you go I've nailed that James what would you like to see what day would you like to see made into a, a holiday well I was going to say that but you've You've stolen it, so it hasn't started out very well. Um, all, all, all of us on this chat, I reckon, all have the same idea. We're like, yeah, this will be great because we'll get this back to football as well. It will go full circle. It'll be brilliant. And then you just ruined it for all of us. Um, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to, I'd love to see a day holiday in the in the People's Republic of Merseyside every time we lift a major trophy. I think that would be a great uh, a morale boost. No, fuck that. It'd just be brilliant. It'd just be ace. That's what we need. We need more days off in this city, definitely. Well, I just I think of it from, you know, as much as people think of it from a Liverpool perspective, you know, the Evertonians don't want to have to go and face the world. No, where exactly. we're, it, it's for them as much as it's for us. You know, so I, I, you know, I know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, 
I'm a humanitarian at heart. <laughs> I, uh, I'm thinking about that. I think about every major trophy parade I've been to, and there's been a few down the years, and there's always one Evertonian in his shirt stuck in traffic somewhere, <laughs> getting like his windows banged on it, like, like five times, lads, five times, you know, and, and, and everything in between. So, no, you've got to think about those poor souls as well. A holiday sorts them out. It also means that people don't have to lie to their employers. You know, because that, because how, how many, how many people must have rung their bosses like the, you know, the day before or the day after we lived, we won the Prem and got, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, not, not good here, mate. Oh, gonna have to have a day off. Yeah, oh, lads. Oh, lads, yeah, oh, yeah, I've got the leggy bad. Um, <laughs> that, that COVID, lad, oh. <laughs> got that COVID. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's a solid start. Dad, what would you like to see? Well, I'd be more specific, I'd do an Istanbul day. Oh. Once a year, Istanbul day off. Yeah. And I think maybe Shankly's birthday off. That would Ooh. be good. Go on. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. absolutely. I mean, look, I mean, you, you know, and you, you basically want up Paisley and Kenny as well. Come on, Jag <laughs> <laughs> Jager in there, and you know, just half a day at the moment, yeah. and he's yeah. working his way up to the full one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a pair of Shankly Day cards. I'd, I'd be observing that much more than like you know Valentine's or Easter. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, uh, you know, it's just in, in terms of people who are more important in my life. You know, at someone, at someone like a Paisley or a Shankly, yeah, you get to, you're picking your denomination. I think you put yourself down as Liverpoolian, and then it's you know you don't get Easter, you don't get like Easter Sunday, but you get Shankly's birthday instead if you want. Because we already yeah, and you, could, you could have a little march around the uh, the new houses where Melwood used to be. You know. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I like that. Get like silky scarves and throw them up into the air and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia, what would you go for? Uh, I probably the similar to yours. I think if yours is, is in place, maybe the year after, you know, we'll introduce this of like Premier League final day. I done it like you day off you get to watch it you get to enjoy it or if it's on a weekend the day after day off i think yeah. that that'd be just it just makes sense it's just like a even if it's just like a get out of jail free style card where you know i are you are about you a, 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 a day a yearly day off voucher that could be handed around so if you do if, you, if your team does particularly well great so if it does really bad you can just have a day in bed <laughs> just have a mope. I, I, I know, an Evertonian mope card <laughs> would be absolutely spot on. Um, <laughs> LFC, uh, Leslie, yours in the comments, by the way. I, I, the, the, I'm sure there'll be some great suggestions. Um, LFC Gatter says, who in the whole LFC squad would survive the longest in a battle to the death between the whole squad? So I'm thinking, yeah, like ba Battle Royale, PUBG, Fortnite, a bit of like, you know, Hunger Games thrown in or whatever you want. Pick your, pick your reference, depending on your age. Thunderdome. There you go. Uh, there's one for. The <laughs> um, I, I, normally, James, like I, I, Virgil's always been a strong shout for this, but he's only got one leg at the minute. Yeah, well, and also, and, and also, I, I'm not, I'm not sure size and stature is is a quality that you want in a battle royale because you want to be able to hide. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my, uh, I, I, I'm gonna nail my, nail my cards to, to the mast and say Shakiri, man. Very Shakiri. Yeah, versatile. 
shorter so he can hide it like behind trees and in bushes and stuff with his with his with his AK forty seven. Like if he it'd be sound. I'm t- Shakiri's the one. Shakiri. Is this is this a bit like going our job on Goldeneye on the N64 because he's got what? like a smaller hitbox, exactly. so he's harder to target? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You throw a, if you throw a ghillie suit on Shakiri, that's it. You're never finding him. <laughs> never finding the kid. <laughs> Quality, um, Dad. What do you reckon? Oh, it's Andy Robertson for me. I mean, I just have these these pictures of uh, you know you see them in in old movies where they have a big pile on. And the guy who's supposed to be getting beat up just crawls out from underneath. <laughs> That's Andy Robertson for me. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd have him all day long. And a Scott as well, you know, vicious. Yeah, I know. The, 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 <laughs> the, the Scots and the Irish don't understand the concept of play fighting, as I, as I discovered down the years. I've had a, a work for, for a Northern Irish woman who, like, if you, if you didn't know how to do a playful punch on the arm, if you're punching someone, you're punching them to hurt them. That's what that was. It that was their motto. Um, but yeah, the Scottish the Scottish thing's definitely a good thing. Georgia, who've you gone for? I'd say I was going to go for Shakiri for the same reason of small, nimble, can hide. Going off that train of thought, I'm going to say Bobby because I think as well he's got the the factor of if it's dark. He just smiles. He's got a little torch. She follows that, closes his mouth. He's perfectly fine. I think that Bobby's got another secret weapon. So I'm going to go with But Also, just I feel like he'd just go a bit crazy. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it just finally snaps him and that's it. He's going one of, one <laughs> of two ways, isn't he? He's, 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 he's really losing it and, and going to the next levels of craziness. Or I think it goes the other way where he's, he stands in the middle of the arena he's zen. and just begs people to come on. And he's just like that, doing that spin kung fu kick thing that he does, just trying to kick people's heads off. Um, and I don't know whether that necessarily makes him last, but I think it's 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 an interesting shout. My one is a similar; it, it falls under a similar category. And I, went, I think I went with this for a similar answer to something else of the week, but it's James Milner because I think he's got that he's got the longevity, he's got the versatility, he takes care of himself. I, I imagine he could live off the land if he needed to. Um, it's between him and Robbo or Henderson, but I think he's he's not he's that nice middle ground where he's not too tall, he's not too short, he's quite broad. So I think he, he, he you know he, he's physically strong. Um, I've just got a vision of him, and like you know, again, black and white photos of people who who, who uh, survived World War Two, and he's got that look about him. He wouldn't look out of place in a, in a World War Two biopic. I don't, I don't think old, old James Miller just put a put a bit of war paint under his eyes. I could see him alone on in, 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 on a grassy hill, surrounded by the fallen bod- bodies of his comrades, covered in blood. Uh, as the sole survivor, I think he's got. I think he's definitely got that quality to him, if if, if needs be. Um, but yes, there you go again. Let us know who you um, who you think would survive a Liverpool style battle royale. Um, right, yes, we're going to be talking. Um, season so far then in a moment um, plenty of things to really dive into in that of course but before we do a quick break from us to advertise our wonderful book uh, put together by myself and by Ross Chandler we've got a special edition available right now here's a little closer look the second Redmen TV book, Champions of Everything, is available for sale right now. It comes in two editions, the standard edition and the special edition, which comes signed with a custom message of your choice and with a limited edition Redmen TV sticker pack as well. The book is huge. It is A4 size and it is chock full of insights photographs uh, from around the world following the mighty reds who were reigning european champions who won the super cup who became champions of the world 
and then capped it all off with a 19th league title becoming champions of England. The book looks at the highs, lows, absolute insanity and bitterness of rival fans and some of the craziness from our own fan base as well along the way. It is available now on the Redmen TV store. Get involved. Yes, welcome back to the Redmen Podcast. Thank you so much for for bearing with us through that our short advertising break. The book is there, it's boss. I'm very, I'm very, very proud of it. I'm going to be doing a bit of a, a deeper dive on it this week on the YouTube channel. Um, but needless to say, yeah, do get involved with it right now. If you're UK based, you can get the special edition. I think Ross was telling me there was 30 available left at the weekend. There's been a few more shift out the door since then. So there's around, I, I guess there's around 20ish of the special editions left. Uh, so if you want one, it makes a great Christmas present. It's it's a massive. I've got. I've got one there. It's, it's huge. It's bigger than your average book, so it, it is a doorstop uh, of a tome. So yeah, if you want something hefty uh, and funny and interesting and, and, and very, very, very different to every one of the other Liverpool books, the other thousand Liverpool books that are out at the moment, I, I do recommend checking out Champions of Everything. Anyway, um, Dad, I'll, st- I'll start with you. Uh, we, we did a little bit of this on the final word show, but I wanted to kind of expand upon it because we've got a nice breather in the season um, at the moment, and, and as mentioned before, pretty much the last one that we're likely to have anytime soon. Um, it's not gone perfectly, but I think when you consider all the factors and all the mitigating circumstances and how everything, how the season's gone for everyone else, um, I, look, I'd like to be going into this break top of the league because it would have meant we'd have had to have beaten City to do that as well, which would have given us a really nice, really comfortable gap. But I think all told, I think we should be pretty happy with how Liverpool's season's gone so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased with it. I mean, I'm not even bothered about not being on top. I, I quite like the idea of strolling along behind the front runners for, you know, in third place for a while, you know, breathing down their necks, but not under real pressure because we're not top of the league. I, you know, I quite like that idea, you know. Um, and we've only had one defeat and it was, you know, a real aberration. It, it, it was such a bizarre result that you can dismiss it in a way, you know. Um, if it had been a close 1-0 or something, you'd think, oh, gosh, why, why didn't we beat them? But the fact that it was 7-2, you just think, well, that's just stupid, so we can ignore that. The two draws, you know, the, uh, one in a derby, which is normal, and and a draw at City where we normally get beat, you know, what, what how can we be unhappy with that, you know? I think that's right. I think the, the Villa thing would just... Keeping with you on that for a second, Dad. I think that's right. I think when you look at that, if that, and, and again, it's because it's Villa, and, and obviously we, we'll kind of come on to Aston Villa, who've been a, a, a mad package so far this season. But you're right, the fact that, it, and we said this at the time, the fact that the score is so big, if that's like 4 2, like if they don't score the, all the deflected goals, for example, I think weirdly we probably take that defeat a little bit more to heart. But because it is such a mad, mad result, it, it, it's easy for us to kind of brush it off to some extent. It's like, it's, very, it's like the Watford defeat last year. You know, 3 0 away to Watford of all teams. It's just stupid. So you just think, well, these things are going to happen now and again, aren't they? Just, just forget about it. Yeah. You know, um, and it's, it was so bizarre a result that you don't think, oh, well, we'll go. In fact, to be honest, I, in the, if we'd gone into the next game and got beaten, you yeah. think, oh my God, we've got real problems here with our defense or whatever. But yeah. the fact that we've, we've not, yeah. we've not been beaten since, you know, we've had two draw, two normal draws, if you like, and lots of victories. 
Um, and we're chugging along nicely. We're going to find ourselves a new forward to score goals. Yeah. We're, we're managing without our best centre back. Um, fine. You know, things are going okay as well as they can be. You know, I mean, they're not perfect, but yeah. what the hell? It's an imperfect world at the moment. Isn't it? <laughs> A hundred percent, yeah. I feel they could have put it any better, really. And James, it, I mean, that, that going back to the Villa thing, I think that's right. I think if, and it, I mean, it's mad because Villa, if Villa win their game in hand, which is against Manchester City, which is quite funny, <coughs> they'd be, they'd be top of the league, or at least they'd be, you know, there or thereabouts. In fact, out in goal difference, they probably actually would be top of the league if they were to win that, if they were to win that game in hand. So, which gives it a little bit of like, adds a little bit of weight to the, you know, to it. It's not like we, Lost to someone who's genuinely terrible, but equally, it's kind of in some respects, it's kind of good that it was against Villa because even though they're doing well and even though they have been a threat, I don't think anyone expects them to be a long-term threat, which adds into the abolition thing. If you lose that game to Chelsea, Arsenal, Everton, or Manchester City, all of which was perfectly possible, because if Villa can do it, why can't any of those other teams with equally good or better players? I think that it 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 sends a worrying message, but in some regards, we're kind of lucky that it was Villa, that no one's out on the externally, or I reckon internally, have really taken it too seriously. Yeah, no, John, John's completely right. It, it was a complete anomaly. Um, but I think there's going to be an awful lot of games this season that, that fit into that, that category of weird results and teams overperforming and underperforming. And it's, and it's, and it's, 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 um, you know, it's, it's a byproduct of, of, of the, the time that we live in. It's, you know, not having a pre-season, not having the fans there. I know it's been talked about to death, but it's making a huge, it's having a huge impact. And not just in, in, in the Premier League, if you look around the world as well, if you look at um, La Liga right now, for example, there's been some mad results there. If you look where, you know, Real Madrid and Barcelona are, I know they've got their own problems, but that whole, that whole top six, top eight is, is round the bend. There's been bizarre results in Germany. Bayern Munich aside, I know they're, they're kind of already storming ahead, but apart from that, there's been some really odd results. And I think it's going to be the, the state of play for the whole season. And I think, and, and again, agree, agreeing with John, I think, to be where we are now after this after this initial block of games, to be top of our Champions League group, to have not lost a game in in the Champions League, to have beaten Ajax, to have absolutely ruined um, Atalanta, you know, fantastic result. And if you look at the games that we've played in the Premier League so far, you know, we, I, I know that the, the home and away, um, you know, the the, the the benefits and the uh, um, and, and equally the problems that come with playing away aren't as aren't as prevalent, but. That aside, we've been away to Chelsea, we've been away to um, to City, we've been away to Everton. These are, you know, these are these are games that ordinarily, you know, you you, you look at them and you're identifying. Okay, maybe if we get two, maybe three points. Well, we've come away with that from those games with seven points. So that's that's you know that says a huge amount about the mentality of this squad and also the depth of this squad. The fact that we've had. You know, people always talk about, or historically over the past few years, have always talked about how lucky Liverpool are with injuries. I mean, you, you can't have that argument holds no water anymore. We've lost the best centre back in the world, the best defensive midfielder in the world. Our captain's been struggling through all kinds of knocks and injuries, and and the fact that they've had no pre-season. Um, you know, Thiago's still not back. We've had centre back issues, and yet here we are. You know, a, a point off the top. At such an early point in the season, I'm with John. I think it's great. Let let Leicester, let Tottenham, and let Southampton have their have their moment in the sun, and and ultimately the the team with the best squad, the best manager, and the best players will triumph, and that will be us. 
And and it's worth mentioning we haven't uh, clearly our ownership of VAR has, has lapsed as well. You know what I mean? Which is the other reason why we won the title. And obviously we we failed to renew that license, whatever that was. Um, so yeah, Everton is, ev- ev- is it now? Everton. Yeah, ev- <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's not worth it. Our favourite all. But that's that's the thing. You know, again, in terms of how we've reacted and look at the look at those games so far, Georgia. I think. Again, the good thing about the Villa, the Villa thing, uh, it's all the stuff that surrounds it. Like, we should be Everton, you know, given the circumstances in that Everton game, losing Virgil van Dijk being, being the massive one. But also having that, that late winner ruled out. It's mad that, you know, these can be seen. I think, look, we might be looking at some of these instances at the end of the season when if Liverpool miss out narrowly, we might be looking back on the minute with a slightly more negative spin to it. But I, I see no reason but to look at it positively at the moment is that the games that we've drawn, Everton and City, we could, we could easily have come away with wins in those games. Uh, and, you know, easily we could have, we could have, you know, something mad could have happened, but it, but it never, we contained them pretty well in that regard. We've also, in addition to that, the win against Arsenal was just brilliant. It was, you know, it was a comprehensive performance. We did really well against Chelsea, albeit they had, you know, they had ten men in that game for for a large for a large spell. Um, and then the Atalanta result on top. So we've had that. We've had a. We've almost flexed all of our different muscles that we've built up over the last few seasons. We've done the grinding out late wins. We've done the, you know, some the dogged defensive ones. We've done the ride our luck a little bit to get through games. We've dominated football teams. That's been the most encouraging thing for me in this first sort of spell of the season. Yeah, I think the the main thing, like you've said, is the context you've got to give to to those games. Like, you know, Everton losing Van Dijk so well. Early on, then obviously the kind of just the whole kind of like vibe around that game. It was very much a, a classic derby that we probably haven't seen in quite a while. I think you know Ancelotti's really instilled that kind of dog of war spirit back into Everton, which was you know it's sad that there was no fans to to see that game, but it 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 is that sort of you know the context around those games of if you would have said City away Everton away we would have taken it. And I think the the main positive is that, you know, you look at the Villa game and it you know, that's something that people point to. We look where Villa are, it's not it's not normal. Like it, it's completely bizarre. It's and you can't kind of help it's similar to when Leicester started creeping up when they won the league. It it you know, we may look at it in six months' time, they're still there and it's like, Oh, okay, like go for it. Like it you, you can't help but kind of admire that as kind of seeing the underdogs come out on top. And I think it was because it was just so bizarre. I know I was I was over in Iceland, we were watching it, and it was one of the first games my roommate that watched with me, she was an American, and I just kept seeing these goals go in. And it was like, set, I was like, well, we're not usually this bad. Like, this, this, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Liverpool, just so you know. Like, this isn't us. And and that's that's the tale of it. Is it's just like yeah, we don't know what that was. Can we ignore that? Skip past that? And yeah. you know we have. And I think that's the positive thing of where we are right now. It's everything's kind of a bit freaky, but we're pretty consistent. Yeah, Dad, anything you want to add? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. No, to be honest, I'm struggling in my... Um I don't know whether my Wi-Fi is going funny, but uh, ah, I'm struggling at the moment too. The uh, wonderful world that we live in. Okay, well, we'll come yeah, back to you in you, a moment. You just uh, carry on without me. <laughs> we'll press on. We'll press on, mate. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, that you, George. You mentioned like the the, the Leicester thing, and like Leicester might well. I mean, it, it's worth looking at them because you know the, the top of and winning the league means that none of us can really afford to take them too lightly. They had a fantastic season up until the point where they just stopped playing. You know, they stopped winning games. They stopped being fantastic last year. But, you know, they are good. But it's, what's interesting about it is that, you know, they've, they've lost two of the last five. Now, they've won three They've won three on the bounce since they lost the two. But that's that's the thing for me. I, I, I don't fear anyone. Like, if Man City were top of the table, I would be fearful but also if Man, City, if Man City were top of the table with Leicester's records I also wouldn't be I wouldn't feel like this was their they were going to run away with this title yeah I think that's that's the thing and that's why I agree with John of we're pretty happy kind of strolling behind these because Liverpool fans now have this confidence of we belong near the top and it is like you know borders on cockiness sometimes that's what we are but I think looking at them, you know, Spurs, I think Spurs fans are shocked at where they are right now. I know, you know, Jose's doing some things, but even he's not happy with some of the performances. You know, Leicester are Leicester, and at the end of the day, they they are a quality side, but it's maintaining that. Uh, And we know, you know, they've got a great manager in, in Brendan Rodgers, and they've got, but again, it's squad depth. It's things that we spoke about kind of two, three years ago of, yeah, we're doing well, but what happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? And yeah. you, you don't know if Leicester have got that. And the same with Villa and Southampton. It's just kind of looking at it and being like, how long is it going to last? And if it does last, great. Like, it, it just makes, as a general fan sometimes, it's just great to watch, to, to see that competition up there. It's not, you know, in a season where... There's been so much talk about the big six and the power they have and the control they have and all them sort of heads that have kind of been clashed over it. To see these like quote unquote smaller clubs kind of pushing and vying for these spots, I, I I don't see how it's not just great for everyone to be honest. Yeah, it's I, it's really interesting. You know, we we've talked about it plenty of times. James about like the how the summer impacts the season, and we we don't we're starting to get a sense of the shape of this. Really, you know, we're seeing more and more just like injuries starting to mount up, particularly for the teams that didn't have a great preseason. And look, Liverpool by all accounts had as much of a preseason as they were likely to get, albeit having to chuck the charity shield game in doesn't really help in that regard. But um, I think it's interesting seeing that Le- Leicester are starting well. I, I actually I don't know whether I'm, I'm, I'm going to Google this just to double check this, but anyone watching might be able to tell us 
like I don't know whether to, I don't think Tottenham played. I don't think Tottenham still had European football in the summer, which would which would you know be a good reason for them them hitting the ground running kind of thing. Same with Aston Villa. Same with Southampton. You know they've had a, they've had some good preparation time with the core members of their squad together, and that's why I think Everton started brightly. But of course they've added players, so that was always going to be it's always going to take them a bedding in process. But like Spurs and Leicester, for example, I've still got all their best players there. They've still got the same manager. It, it, they were they were the best placed teams, I think, to capitalise on the on the on the current world climate. Yeah, I c- couldn't agree more. I think I think this this kind of argument that's, that this is going to rumble on and on for a while now that, that um, both Klopp and, and Guardiola and and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as well um, all came out and said we need five substitutes. This is it's absurd now. You, you know, players are, are, are dropping like flies, and it's going to carry on, and it's it's going to hit the it's going to hit the bigger clubs hardest at the moment. It just is. You know, we're 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 trying to cram a whole Premier League season in. in, in we've got two months less. There's two months less, and they're cramming it all in. And we've got Champions League football. There's cup matches, yada yada. And I just I, I think right now I think the I think the Premier League and I think uh, the FA I think they need to to look very very closely. Uh, 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 what the toll that this is taking on on these players and on these lads? Because you know you can't you can't be going down with calf injuries and calf strains and thigh injuries and knee injuries. These are these are these are big injuries that have massive impacts on these professionals, and they need they need time, especially in light of us not having a proper pre-season. It was always going to benefit the, the I don't want to say the smaller clubs, but it was always going to benefit some clubs more than others, and and you're seeing that now. But what I would say is that. I, I'm, 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 I'd be confident to say that we've had the worst injuries so far out of any team in in the league. I, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be pretty confident with that. Not just the big injuries, but the little niggles as well. And and to be where we are, to be third in the league, top of the Champions League group, despite all of these injuries, says a huge amount about our our, our sports science guys, our medical team, our you know Jurgen Klopp and his staff, and the work that they're doing behind the scenes because we're not going anywhere, and we've got all these injuries. We've got some incredible players to come back from injury and when that happens I mean the the rest are going to have to start watching out because like I say to be where we are right now it's 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 a mean feat by the club it really is yeah, I mean, it's 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 just a it's a, it's hard to predict, isn't it, George? Because I want to talk about who we think will be the who who will be there or thereabouts. Who are going to be the challengers to Liverpool's crown this season? And yeah, I see no reason why Leicester won't be. You know, again, the problem is at the moment, and and I think we need to we try to our best to resist the temptation to say the whole. Well, if they keep, you know, if they don't get all their major players injured, because I think that's true in any season. Um, I think whoever whoever wins the league is going to need a, a massive slice of luck and probably quite a deep squad. Because I think yeah. even if you're even if you're only moderately lucky, you're still probably going to pick up quite a bunch of injuries along along the way. Um, but yeah, I, I I I think Leicester are a decent shout. I think Tottenham will be a decent shout, and then you know beyond that, City, obviously. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Leicester is kind of they're not even a dark horse anymore. I think they kind of see themselves as belonging in in the top four, definitely the top five. Um, and I think like like you know, we've said there of now has been the season for them to capitalise on the fact that they haven't had such European football or such strains on them. Um, obviously, I think Brendan Rodgers will be capitalising on that, having the knowledge of what European football does to a side and things. Um I think like like James said, it with with injuries it is it's not just the 
the players and and the the you know the impact it'll have on the squad. It's, it's the people behind the scenes that are making the difference, and that requires at the end of the day a budget, and and it and that's where bigger clubs come in because you you have maybe another three four sports science guys that others can't afford to have on the wage bill, and and you know, and it's credit to players as well that that's the. The other thing is you, you see Allison and, and the attitude he had to come back and no doubt, you know, Virg van Dijk will have that same attitude. But I think definitely Leicester will will be ones to kind of compete for that top spot. Maybe Spurs, but it's Spurs. Like, it, it, you just never know. Like, yeah. And I think the Rome fans have that uneasiness, the same kind of uneasiness we had maybe three, four years ago of like, yeah, it's great where we are, but it's not going to last. Like, we know it's yeah. not gonna, we're waiting for that moment. Um, but I think Chelsea will will be ones to watch as soon as they kind of start gelling and, and coming together because on paper that side is just ridiculous and they've got kind of everything. They've got the the star quality of the likes of Timo Werner and you know Havertz and others to name and and now they've also got these youth prospects that are coming through that are bedding themselves in quite nicely. Um, so I think as soon as they kind of click and come together, I think Chelsea will definitely be a side to watch. Maybe not pushing for the title, but definitely a side that can trip you up. Dad, have we got you? Yeah, um, I'm, okay. I'm okay as a podcast at the moment. <laughs> um, I, can, I mean, mind you, Chelsea will come strong, I think. I, I think once those players get used to, to, to playing in England together... Uh, I think they will get better, and it may well depend on whether Thiago Silva stays fit, because yeah. he does seem to be giving them some kind of organisation at the back. They've got a goalie who saves things as well, Dad, which helps. Yeah, goalie who saves things, that helps, yeah. So that, I mean, I think they may well be a, a bit of a dark horse. Uh, Leicester, I, I, I can't see Leicester doing as well as they're doing at the moment, simply because if Vardy gets injured, where are the goals coming from? Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that was their big problem last year. Once his goals dried up around Christmas, they slipped away. Yeah. And I think that's going to be their problem this year as well. I wonder um, whether Spurs are similar to that, because obviously Son and Kane are in phenomenal form at the moment. They'll find a way yeah, to they make it work. They don't that long. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the I market, mean, with, I mean, with, with Mourinho. Yeah. Go on, Mourinho. I was just going to say, with Mourinho, if he can get them firing, then they are going to be a threat. Um, but whether they can, you know, maintain Kane and Son playing that well for a whole season, you know, it's debatable, really. Yeah, I mean, what's lovely is that we've we've talked about, we've mentioned Leicester, we've mentioned Chelsea, we've mentioned, you know, we, we've mentioned Spurs, all kinds of stuff. Um, Jay's no mention of Manchester United. Um, <laughs> I, I look. I think they have just been a wonderful, a wonderful addition to the season so far. In so much as I, I'm not, I'm not asked when they win games of football because it means that they need. They'll just keep them. You know, they're not having that decisive. Let's definitely change the manager moments that Liverpool have had a couple of times. You know, we had. I don't think we really necessarily had it with Kenny, but probably finishing eighth in the league was it was a, was enough for it. Um, with Brendan, I, I didn't think there was any chance we'd sack him. We drew with Everton. I thought, God, well, it's just going to roll on another week. But they took decisive action at FSG twice on the on the on the management. Um, 
I Man United should be in these conversations. You know, we were laughing, we were saying Everton were, were a good a good chance this season, and I, I think we saw at the weekend they probably they probably are better than Everton. Um, but I just don't see any world where they're genuine title contenders this season. No, I mean the, the the difference between us and them right now is night and day, and not not just on the field. Like we we have a plan. Like our chief execs and our board have have a plan and they're executing that plan. And the the the, the biggest part of that plan is getting Jurgen Klopp in and giving him whatever he needs and the support and 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 the money and the backing and letting letting him you know put his own plan into play. And and we're we're reaping the the rewards of that. You look down the road at Manchester United and. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is being allowed, is being given a lot more time because of who he is and because of the profile he has at that club. But that's, you know, you, you look at, you know, Rio Ferdinand still backing him and these big names in the media, but, you know, saying, give him time, give him time. It's delicious. It's absolutely. But it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And the sooner they get Pochettino in there, the better. They should have gone with him originally. It was absurd, absurd to have not offered him whatever he needed because, as we know historically, he, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a good manager and, and a manager that's, that's um, you know, he, he, he wants to achieve things. He's, he, and, and a club like that is crying out for a leader like but that. But you know, do you know what the thing is, the Pochettino stuff? Because you're right. Like they should have just, they should have let Ole do the caretaker thing and then got Pochin at the yep. end of the season. You know, that, that was the, just what should have happened. But the thing about Pochettino is he's one fuck all. So he'll come in and he, and he might well get them up and running, but I'm not sure he can get them. He, he has to be quite good quite soon because he doesn't have that. Like Solskjaer's playing on, he's got the ear of Ferguson. Like, you know, he's like, he's like the through line from the last time they were really good. And he's got that club legend status and he's got all of like his, his mates from that team who are all over the media, all on side, which I think has helped buy him, buy him time. Poch doesn't have any of that and he doesn't have the, oh, well, he's won trophies. So he'll come goes. So we've got like, we've got this to hang up. Like Jürgen Klopp won his first season. Like, I mean, he got us to a Europa League final, so we didn't have to wait long, but he had always, he won the Bundesliga. He got to the Champions League final. Things going for him. Oh, I suppose Potch has got that as well. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> lest we forget. Um, but yeah, um, that's it. It's funny. There's no, there's no world I think at the moment where there's an instant fix for Manchester United, which is just again, it's just a wonderful subplot. Like watching Everton United was watching two teams who, if they get a good, you know, headwind or whatever it is behind them. They get the rubber, the green, they get all that kind of stuff. All these things go well for them, they might finish fourth. And that's fucking amazing. Genuinely amazing. Um, yeah, great. Um, just I quickly mean, then. Um, the, big on, sorry. the big problem for me with United is that when whoever comes in, and presumably it's going to be Pochettino, they're going to offer him money to buy players. And he's got a whole squad full of players there already. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be really problematic. Who does he get rid of and who does he bring in? Um, it's almost, whereas Klopp came in and he, he just said, I'll stick with what I've got. I won't change any players. Um, I, I suspect strongly that Pochettino is going to come in. He's going to be offered 200 million to buy players. Uh, and I think that's a million they can't afford as well. Problem. The problem they've got as well is that Right now, they're not an attractive prospect. Players don't want to go to Manchester United. That's just fact. Jadon Sancho, they offered him all kinds. They offered him all kinds, and he, he didn't want to go there. And that's the bottom line. Why? Why? Why do you go? Why would you want to go? Want to go to a club that, from top to bottom, is badly run? 
and he's and not, let's and, not and forget he's nowhere where they should be. No, but let's not forget, James, as well, in this COVID world, you know, where you need your garden, so you get outside. Do you want to be in a city where it rains all the time? Because <laughs> you lose. What's the point of having a garden in the COVID world? You can't go outside in it because it's raining. Don't bother. Just, Just don't perpet- bother. Don't perpetual damp. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> pissing down is what it is like. It's just, uh, yeah, not not a good prospect in any way, shape or form uh, at the moment, which is great. Um, next five fixtures then for Liverpool uh, after the international break. It's Leicester at home, uh, big one, top of the table clash. Uh, Atalanta at home, Brighton away, uh, Ajax at home and then Wolves at home. And, you know, I think Leicester, Atalanta back to back. And obviously, albeit for across across weeks, um, and then Ajax uh, and Wolves, um, Georgia, they're they're going to be a real test. And it got I started to get like heart palpitations because I realised that it is just from then on until February, I think it is. It's we're playing two games a week, um, so I could literally have put a run. There's no like definitive. I pick five as an arbitrary figure here. It carries on once we get through this, but there's there. It's a nice chunk, I think, it, 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 difficulty-wise. It's 12, Twelve games in forty-three days, isn't it, apparently? It's it's insane. But like until January, I think that's our there the 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 Ajax Wolves, and then obviously coming up soon, uh, Leicester Atalanta. There are two really tricky back-to-back games. They'll give us a good indication of where we're heading. Yeah, I think you you just know that for the next kind of once the international breaks over, you just know that pretty much every press conference is going to be Jurgen just saying this is ridiculous. You know, you wait for the Premier League, you all need to listen. Um, and I think fans are getting on board with that now. I think we were very much anti that don't bring in five subs, blah blah blah. I think now we're kind of seeing the idea that this is this is taxing. This is you know. At the end of the day, it, it's the football that suffers too because you, you're missing out on star players, and that's what we all want to watch. Um, the same with the international break; it, it's not a break. It, it's not. It's like an intense camp that these players are now going on and, and playing again, learning new systems, all that sort of stuff. It, it is kind of ridiculous. But I think in terms of that fixtures, as as difficult as it is, because, you know, in Premier League terms, Leicester and Wolves are no easy side, no matter where they're placed. They're, they're difficult teams to come up against. You've then got Atalanta and Ajax. Again, no easy sides to face, no matter what the situation is. But what's in our favour is we don't really need those points in, in the Champions League right now. Like, you know, we can afford to get a draw in those games. We can afford to maybe rest certain players. Not that we want to, but the option is there. Yeah. Um, and I think that the Leicester game will most definitely take priority. I think you'll then see maybe how the squad is in terms of fitness, in terms of long-term you know, recovery and things like that. And that's how we'll set up for, for the next game in Europe is is that will will be dictated by the Premier League, which is something that I don't think we've seen in a while because we we've you know we've done it's credit to to the Jurgen and to the staff and everyone that we're in a position where we're comfortable in Europe right now. Nobody's really worried about us getting through to the knockouts, like touch wood and everything. But I think that that is what will be the, the script is is looking to the Premier League and securing those three points first, and then looking where we're at. It's mad because I think the form in general 
James, we normally drop points in the Champions League and then it makes us feel like we're having a bit more of a stuttering time in general, but it has no impact. I mean, we've been perfect in the Premier League for two seasons prior to this, so it is unusual to have dropped the points that we have and yet still be in, be in touching distance. But George is right. I think as we head into this next this next spell, like a draw in the next Champions League game pretty much gets us through, you know, and that, that does open up a, a, a real good opportunity to, to make sure that we are rested and rotated perhaps a little bit more than, than usual and that the Premier League doesn't take that kind of thought because I do think more so than ever getting points on the board in the Premier League is going to be very very vital because I think there's going to you know there's just no predicting there's no predicting how the back end of the season's going to look yeah and, and Christmas is going to be complete fucking nanas again isn't it for everybody yeah. that, that period it's absolutely round the bend we've put ourselves in an incredible position though I mean I don't remember I mean I'm sure you, you, you guys are, are, are bigger students of the game than I am but I don't remember the, the last I don't remember the last time we did really well in the Champions League group like it feels like a long time since we've yeah. like just stormed the group and just you know brushed everyone aside it always feels like we, that, that last game or we, we need a win or we need someone else to drop points and then, and then when we get into the knockout stages that's where we kind of come into our own but we've put ourselves in, 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 in a wonderful position and the, the the young lads that we've got coming through as well. I've been I've been so impressed with you know with with with, with Williams and um, you know it, it, um, Curtis Jones. You know these yeah. guys coming through. They they don't. I mean, obviously there's a drop off in quality. Of course there is from our starting eleven. That has to be. That's natural. That's why they're our starting eleven. But all of them have impressed me so much. And it's these games that they're going to get another opportunity to prove themselves. You know, you, uh, you know, Sam was in the middle of a, you know, a, a game against Brighton, which, you know, they're not, not in incredible form. But you could you could risk a couple of youngsters for that as well. So there's loads of opportunities. It's a really it's a really exciting part of the season. I think it's one that Jurgen Klopp's really relishing. He really I think I think privately, I think he really enjoys being up against it, back hey. against the wall. Yeah, I think. I think he yeah. does. I think he thrives on it. You know, yeah. he thrives at the, the kind of adversity and, and yeah. probably perversely quite enjoys it. And it, yeah, it's, it's, it's good times, man. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's interesting. I was going to talk about what players kind of need to step up. And I think, look, for, and, but I think James makes an interesting point. For as much as I think we'd all obviously say we want to see more from Bobby Firmino, I think this next run, you know, and we're talking from now, we're from Leicester up until, again, the end of January, really. It's Nico Williams, it's Reese Williams, it's Curtis Jones, and there might be there might be one or two that that, that get chucked in there as well in that period. But it's a big opportunity for those lads. I don't expect them to be eight and nines out of ten every week, but if they can prove themselves to be sevens, then that could be absolutely invaluable to our chances. I mean that th those three you mentioned um, really that they're in our they're they're the positions in our team where we've got most problems at the moment. Uh, and if they can step up, it'll be such a bonus, you know. Um, and uh, the other one, I mean, he's not young, is, uh, is Naby Keita. I mean, yeah. if we could only get him fit and playing, you know, he would make such a difference. I mean, our midfield is on its knees at the moment. Yeah. And we really, really need, you know, him to, you know, it's a, just a pity um, Ox is nowhere near nowhere to be seen because he could have made such a big difference at the moment but uh, you know our, our midfield is in trouble really in terms of numbers yeah and so if Curtis Jones can come in and do a really good job and you know I mean up to now um he's made a decent fist of it you know he's had some really world 
almost world-class performances and he's had some really steady performances. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what we need at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, certainly plenty of things to look forward to as a Liverpool fan, of course. Um, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast this week. We'll be back next week with another one. Uh, plenty more to keep you entertained across the whole Redmen uh, TV network. If you go over to redmentv.com, uh, there's a whole host of documentaries and in-depth interviews with Liverpool players uh, and staff past and present. This is a part in conversation with series with Peter Moore. Uh, we've got the two years' worth of interviews with Jürgen Klopp uh, and there's documentaries looking back at last season, the season before, uh, things like the Madrid fan Park, etc., etc., all brilliant stuff, all there to keep you entertained through the dour, dour spell of international football because he wants to watch that shit. Not me. Uh, I'm quite enjoying the idea that I'm going to have a break, to be perfectly honest. Um, but yes, um, do uh, drop a like on this on YouTube, leave a five star review if you're on a podcasting service. Uh, and don't forget, I've been rocking one all show long. Our Red Men TV Christmas sweatshirts are available right now, not just in sweatshirt form, but in t shirt form for the first time as well. So if you're going to be stuck in the house and you don't want to be too hot, get it as a t shirt. <laughs> great. Uh, the link will be in the uh, description. We'll put it as a, a, in the comments as well. Uh, but yes, check out the Red Men TV store uh, and get yourself some boss Christmas presents. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.